0: God, I am so effing hungry. All that's open right Me now too. is Jack in a Box, Carlos Junior, and McDonald's. But I'm not going to make it. All. It's all fast Those food burgers. They do. They do. And McDonald's pies are good.
1: Those right. aren't real pies. I don't
0: care. It's good.
1: Define real pie. <laughs> <laughs> not something you could keep in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey man, pocket pies Those <laughs> Are, are not real pies
2: <laughs>
0: You hold your tongue, sir I have you <laughs> You hold your tongue when
1: you eat that fake pie <laughs> I have you know I have two
0: pocket pies This
1: thing calling itself a pie Would you call a hot pocket a pizza? <laughs> hey,
0: yes Just like I call my pocket pies Pie <laughs> Uh I
1: don't want a pocket buy. <laughs> welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Old Taku Connection. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of the Old Taku Connection. I'm your host, Lionel Miles, sometimes known as Jumper Cables, and with me, as always, I have Joseph Joe Face Burchette and the biggest boss, Michael Pangelino. Today's episode will be Episodes 1-3 through of Eden of the East, a personal favorite of mine. And as far as what we're about, I guess we'll get into that on the show starting now? You are listening to the first episode of the Old Taku Connection. What's an old taku, you ask? Fellas...
0: I don't know what is an old taku. You,
2: you... want to handle it, or is this rhetorical?
1: Are you? I'm not sure. Is it? I'm, I'm asking the viewer. Oh, maybe maybe yeah. you guys had an explanation, or do you oh, want? I to do. Oh, I wasn't. A, I didn't
0: know if I was directed at us or the audience. Yeah.
1: Directed at everyone. We're all gave... the old taku
2: connection. But you gave a pause. Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke. Do you want me to attempt an answer? Yeah, go nuts. My hands raised, uh, Mr. Cotter. Um. <laughs> I, I, it's a, it's someone kind of like me, but not really like me, because I don't really watch anime anymore, but like, when I do watch it, sometimes I'm like, this ain't, this ain't my, my shit, this ain't Akira, there's no like, heads exploding, there's no like, cussing, there's no like, it's not Cowboy Bebop, it's not like, gritty, it's not adult, it's, it's I'm old and I'm out of touch with these new anime sensibilities. Uh, I... Joe,
1: anything you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were done. Oh, I am. Um, okay. Well, then, <laughs> Joe, anything you want to add? No, that sounds that sounds that
0: sums it up pretty well. Uh, that's I'm I'm right in that same place. Really, uh, I stopped watching anime for a while because all this new anime just seemed to kind of just be rehashing. The old stuff, and it just bothered me, and I was getting grumpy. But now, I'm getting back into it, finding stuff I like. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, so that's pretty much what it, what you got going right now, ladies and gentlemen. You got two exotaku and a anime dabbler, if you will. Dabler. Yeah, like me and Joe were sort of like brothers in arms in regards to the Annie animus and then fell away from it around the same time. Just a combination of us getting older and anime changing, but we're back from uh, outer space. From space.
2: Up on your door with that said look upon our face. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, at your door here to talk about animus with you.
2: Yeah, we would like to play. Some anime? huh? There we
1: go. <laughs> we got an album coming out. <laughs> We're doing this. Ah. <laughs> Alright, so before I get into the anime proper, said anime being Eden of the East, I got a bit of an info dump. <clears throat> Eden of the East came out around 2009 under the Noitamina block. The Noitamina block is a block of programming on Fuji television airing at about 12:45 to 115 on Friday nights mornings, whatever. small little block for anime, but it's known for having uh, I guess very unique things uh, con- not contemporaries, but other shows that came out and on this block included Paradise Kiss, Psychopaths and Kids on the Slope. Came out under it was animated by Production I.G. and is the uh, brainchild of. Let me find the name here. Kinji Kamiyama. Kamiyama is uh, mostly well known for the uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex series, and there was a bit of hype about him getting to put this out. Uh, Working alongside him as a composer is uh, Kinji Kawai, who is fucking prolific the One Half, Burn Up, Hadley Board, Vampire Princess Miyu. He's also done a lot of the uh, previous Ghost in the Show works alongside Mamoru Oshii. I think that's all i got to add for now. Little bits here and there later on. But, uh, let's begin at the very beginning, gentlemen. The opening to this show. Mm-hmm. Which in Japan is something completely different from the worldwide release. We got a song, a Japanese song, called Michael or Belial. By a woman named Sayori Hayama, whereas in Japan they got an Oasis song, "Falling Down." Uh, Joe, let's start with you. Which one did you prefer?
0: Mm, Which Which one of those was was the um, just the the default? You know the the normal one. Uh, Excuse me. Uh,
2: Well, the
1: default on the worldwide releases is uh, the Japanese song, Michael or Belial.
0: Yeah. Was that the one on Hulu? I can't. Remember. Yeah. That's yeah. the one you would have heard on Hulu. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Um, I found the other one to be good too, but I don't know. I just, there was something about the one that was on the Hulu maybe because I was just listening to it throughout each episode, but mm-hmm. and I kind of got used to it, but not, I, I think I, I like that one, um, a bit more than the other one. Not to say they both weren't good. They were great. I just, I think I like that one a bit more. I'm guessing yeah. it's probably because I was just listening to listening to it so much. It probably just kind of got stuck in my head. <laughs> but I
1: like it a lot. Uh, Mike, what about you?
2: Well, the original song didn't really stick with me. I, I kind of was reading the subs to see what they were saying, but I I, I I don't know, but I like the Oasis one, and I think the reason is because I'm sick of, you know seeing, whenever I see an anime, it's always like it's another, you know poppy Japanese song with a a floofy lady's voice. But uh, I thought... When I saw the Oasis version, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of different and, and neat for an anime. And,
0: uh, yeah. the, the vibe I actually got from this um, music and these openings, because a lot of the animes that I used to watch were a lot of dramatic ones and stuff like that, and for some reason, I was getting like a Key the Metal Idol vibe, that opening that opening line you know, that opening music, it's kind of yeah. dramatic and, you know, there's people walking up and it, down and stuff like that. And it's, it's, yeah. it had a very,
1: lots had, of, uh, striking it, imagery yes. alongside, yeah. uh, shots of the characters.
0: Exactly. And this was, and this was set up the same kind of way. And the tone was, wasn't, you know, your typical crazy anime robots. Yeah. It was very calm and very dramatic, which I, I always like that kind of stuff. So it, it, because it gave off that feel, I think that's why I really liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. The 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 opening on the, the first one, Hulu or whatever. That's I think I really like that one because of that.
1: Yeah, uh, Joe, I'm kind of more in the line of thinking as you are, but I think they both fit. Yeah. Um the the way I look at it, it seems like they're both fitting songs, and they're just coming from slightly different perspectives. Like uh, the Oasis song feels like it's Kind of coming from the mindset of the protagonist, whereas the uh, Japanese song feels like it's coming from the perspective of the female lead. Yeah, also about the protagonist.
0: Yeah, it seemed the music it's, seemed to fit the the, the show too. So that, yeah, it, I into it, to it nicely. About
2: that, like I was thinking about that today. Today I went and saw a, a film um, called Ex Machina, and you kind of they start by following a certain character, and then. But by the end I realized it wasn't really about that character it's about another character. So bringing it back to this, I think the intro is interesting like you're kind of led uh, into a per- perspective from the intro. And I feel like if I had seen the Oasis intro, maybe I would have realized because I was thinking about it today watching this too who like who is more the protagonist because at the beginning I thought it was the girl. But then as we got farther along in the episodes I felt like it was it was the dude like yeah. it was more about his story.
0: I actually kind of like that. I like how it opened up with a separate character but then led into a different one. It almost seems like they're both kind of the protagonist. I mean in the in the episodes so far, at least up to episode 4, I mean it is mainly focused on the guy and I'm go- I'm going to assume it's probably going to focus more on him, but it almost seems like the girl's going to come back into it. She may not be the main person, but she's kind of...
1: Like it. Like it's a dual lead. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It seems like it's the story of these two. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, but, uh, the, and how their stories intertwine.
2: But it's It's funny that there's two different versions um, that kind of appeal to both perspectives, but there wasn't a version that... Or they didn't do one that was kind of on equal footing with both. Hmm. Well, the only reason
1: why it's not Oasis out here is due to differing copyright laws.
2: <laughs> yeah. But they. So, did the new song, was that. Uh, that was, was in selected? the
1: soundtrack.
2: Michael or but, Belial? Is that a licensed song, or did they have somebody write it for the show?
1: I believe someone wrote it for the show. Okay. It was a uh, part of the soundtrack before.
0: It kind of sucks that there wasn't really a deeper meaning there. Why they chose that one? It's just because of copyright.
1: It's sad because I wish things like that would happen more often. Like the only other instance I can think of, uh, or at the very least, the only instance I can think of, really worth talking about. Um, well, I guess two actually. The first is that um, I guess to avoid having to pay out royalties every time the uh, Japanese opening gets played, is they do an English language version. Uh-huh, yeah. Of said opening and closing songs. Well, I mean like Key to Metal Idol, for example, was one where I think the uh English language versions are on par. Okay. If not maybe even a little better. Yeah, they're quite but good. Another instance, a a very a much more specific instance of this is the uh Street Fighter Two anime, the uh the movie, where uh when they brought it over to the States they they gave the soundtrack a complete overhaul. <laughs> so it's a lot of a lot of heavy rock and but the interesting thing is um seeing where the music different is it differs it's actually kind of a really fascinating take on japanese versus or maybe even just eastern versus a uh, western composing soundtrack whatever cuz there's like points in the japanese where it's a uh, diegetic sound it's just organic background stuff whereas in the american you'd have a uh, Uh, heavy rock song going on then the opposite occurs at different points as well um actually there's another instance of this though it's a cg movie i'm not sure if it qualifies as anime but uh a cg film adaption of this game galarians where they did the same thing with the soundtracks but the awesome thing was that they uh had it custom so you could match a soundtrack with the voice track. So if you want, like, the American hard rock with the Japanese language, you could do that. Or if you want the more low-key Japanese soundtrack with the dub, you can do that
2: as well. It's called Galarian? Yeah. I thought it was Galarians all this time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of read it that way, too, till I watched the movie.
2: I completely forgot that shit existed. It was like a PS2 game, wasn't it? It was
1: a PS1, and then they released a sequel on the PS2. Oh, interesting. I was so ah, pumped for fair. that game. But uh, we're kind of...
2: It's like fakes in my head. See.
1: <laughs> we're we're kind of drifting off of that. Before, <laughs> we, before we get off the uh, opening, Mike, I want your perspective as a designer. Uh, what do you think of the visuals of that opening?
2: Um, I remember colors, and I thought some of it was interesting. Um, one thing I... Actually, I did I thought about this while I was watching it. Um, the type setting is really bad. Um, a lot of that type that's sitting there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the kerning is just terrible. I didn't try reading it, but I, I just kind of in my head figured that it was, you know, a Japanese designer just put it there and doesn't know how letter spacing in English works, probably. But also really quickly I did want to note um that the outro just uh, I think I don't know if it's the same song or I the, the music didn't p- stick with me but the outro movie is is beautiful that mm-hmm. that paper cut stuff is amazing like somebody worked really hard on that and it looks really cool
1: I'll be able to talk about more talk about that a little more in a future episode if you guys happen to be down to revisit this uh, okay, let's let's get to the episodes uh, proper. What do you guys think about that? Uh, those those first, let's say
2: five minutes,
0: uh,
1: made me chuckle.
0: Oh, Jesus
2: Christ! <laughs> so when I saw that shit, I was basically like, I was like, all right, just stick with it. I was like, this is some serious weeaboo bullshit right here. Oh, come I, on! I, I stuck with it. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> like oh overall, like the four episodes we watched, I put like the Weibo bullshit level like a two out of ten, which is pretty good because I, I did enjoy uh, watching these, but there is like like my biggest problem is sexual repression thing that Japan has going on where they have to like force people into awkward like romantic or sexual situations. It's just like why does that have to happen? I don't know, but they they got out of it pretty fast, and it was kind of funny. Like, I really like the shot where he's that really friendly guy on the street just gives him his pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pants pantsless the rest of the day. Yeah, but, uh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was very weird, and it's definitely like two. They're two archetypes, you know, of that I see all the time in anime, and it's the it's the. The kind of bumbling, happy-go-lucky, clueless, and then the slightly like the really trepidatious, neurotic character. But I think the concept's really cool, and actually the the writing's pretty decent. But yeah, it was it was interesting, and it, it, and what I liked about this and um it was something that that bothered me in some other stuff that we watched, but this new kind of. Um, what it was building off of, like references and stuff, like specifically, it, it knows its history about what it's doing. Like in terms of what this character is going through, he's like, "Oh, this is just like the Born Identity," which is what I was thinking in my head. And he said that, and then he like pulled out a taxi driver reference, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is interesting." Kind of nice having a. Uh,
1: I guess you don't really see the character that's a, a film buff at the very least in the anime.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, just the writers of the show, like, they they know their influences, and I like when writers acknowledge that.
0: Yeah. I, I was surprised how many references of movies he was dropping that word. I was like, whoa, he's... Yeah, and that whole taxi reference was funny, too. It's just... <laughs> and then, I, I was watching the subtitle one, so I thought it was... There was that scene, I think it was in the first episode, where the policewoman... Uh, also, the American voices that they had going, uh, I thought they were... It might have been different because I don't know if you guys were watching a list. I watched the dub, both. Or dub. Okay. So in the sub, I, uh, I don't know, if they, were the American voices different from the Dub, or were they the same?
2: No, um, they were different. They
1: were
0: different? Okay. They I know. found them to, to be a bit strange.
2: I okay. didn't know. So are there, is There's American voice acting when they're in America in the sub? Yep. Um, yeah.
1: Little bits here and there. Not as much as there probably should be.
2: Yeah, because I, I watched... I watched the dub because I was like, oh, it's it's in America. I'll just watch it in, in the dub. And the dub was good. And then I was like, oh, they're going to Japan. They're Japanese characters. But at that point, I was like, this dub's actually really good. So mm-hmm. I the dub.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was, I like, the whole like the whole Bourne. I mean, I didn't even think about that. It really did. The movie, excuse me, the movie. The show really did start to play out kind of like the Bourne identity. I did love how he was, you know, Instead of the whole typical... It was a little cliche when I, when he first... Oh, God, he lost his memory. It's one of those type of things. Yeah. But then but then they kind of did a little tiny twist on it where it was kind of saying, you know, you know, instead of the typical where he just got amnesia or something like that, he actually erased his own memory, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I he did
1: it to was, himself. Yeah,
0: and for reasons which we can get into later. But I, I thought that was cool. It was a slightly different change from the usual. And just him just trying to... You know, even though he was the happy-go-lucky guy, uh, he was, he was, it was a bit humorous, but it was yeah. still trying to make it a little serious because he, he was trying to figure out who he was. And the more, as it showed, more things kind of unlocking who he was. It was, it kind of made made it more of a mystery. And I actually got more, actually piqued my interest every time it started revealing more about him. So I thought it was cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things I actually really liked about it was that they were pulling. Um, like kind of the dark spy doesn't remember who he is type of thing, but he's this like bright, happy character who wants to do good in the world. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting contrast. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's more or less what drives the series throughout. I've uh, seen the whole thing twice, and that's kind of uh, what what propels things forward with potential romance between uh, Saki and Akira. And some other stuff that'll pop up later. It's 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 a very unique show. It's
0: very short too. It's so like only ten episodes.
1: Yeah, that was the other thing, and like uh, the how this show is structured, I think, is interesting, but also may have been its downfall. But uh, again, that could be something we talk about in future episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, one, another thing I did like, uh, Lionel, you had mentioned the whole romance, sort of kind of uh, between those two characters. I did like that they're not putting a ginormous emphasis on that relationship. It's just kind of something that's there. It's not really, I mean, that could, I mean, I only watched up to episode four. obviously that could change drastically the next six episodes, but mm-hmm. to me, it didn't really seem like they were forcing this crazy, you know, love relationship thing. I mean, there's little feelings floating around there, but I like, that's not the focus. Not to say I don't like that kind of stuff, but it just seemed like in this type of show that really wasn't that important it seems like the focus is on other stuff but having that
2: little connection there yeah. is nice it goes back to the like we were saying the first five minutes um they really kind of bait you into the show that it's not gonna be I yeah like. <laughs> that's a good point it's <laughs> true so okay. I, was, I was very pleasantly surprised with where it went i thought the the, the plot was very interesting
0: because yeah, when i saw that opening i totally th- i mean when i saw him naked when i found out that he didn't have his memory i found out that you know she's all giddy and you know like all shy and stuff and he's the bumbling guy i totally thought it was going to be the typical anime where it just ends up being them going on crazy adventures and really super awkward situations <laughs> like a
1: a, a never-ending chase scene yeah
0: yes but it ended up just completely <laughs> changing
1: it's Like no, it gets political and talks about social issues. They talk
0: about 9-11. It's like what the,
2: I was just yeah, that was really interesting. It, it was
1: yeah, it was kind of interesting to see another country express concern for the affairs of another of our country.
0: They got, they got really political. I thought that was I did not see that coming. So.
2: Interesting. She actually said the phrase "never forget." I know. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. It's like Japanese anime. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I, I like how she thought she wanted to go to Washington because she felt it was the center of She everything. thought it was
1: the center of the world. Yeah,
0: I mean that's just I mean there's like a whole man, there's so much Oh, God, yeah, I didn't expect any of that and how it led into just everything
1: else and yeah, it it, it was really fascinating. It kind of stands in a weird place in regards to I guess uh, anime and anime fans and that. It doesn't it feels like it doesn't quite veer towards the more Western mindset or the more Eastern mindset in regards to things like it's, it takes place in Japan it's Japanese centric but it's not I guess about the crazier elements you find in anime there's not like weird brisque sleazy comedy involved it's not there's not a whole lot of over the top action or anything like that with the exception of some stuff that comes later it's really something that could have uh, could have been done live action.
2: Yeah. Um, a note on the humor. I actually, I was just pleasantly surprised by the whole thing, but I I did find it it pretty funny, like it made me laugh, which is good, especially for the anime. Um, mm-hmm. I, the the dog thing was pretty funny. They did the and scared drawings, and I was like. It was interesting because they played it up like it was horrible, and they had those cutesy drawings, so you kind of you're in on the joke a little bit before the punchline.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of, I think I think a lot of that, a lot of the humor just just sort of goes with the uh, the two main characters, both uh, how pleasantly upbeat and relatable they are, and also the art style itself. Like the two of them look so adorable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do. They
2: look so friendly and inviting.
0: <laughs> they really do. It's
2: it's it's almost like they don't. It's weird because they they're drawn. I feel feel like they're 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 pretty cutesy, like standard anime drawings. But then this world that they're in is is much darker than they are. Like when we start to focus on the detective a little bit, I was like, wow, well, this almost feels like like Animatrix level dark, like where this guy, you know, he's standing in the alleyway and he's having these people executed. I was like, this feels like a different show. Yeah, and then kills the innocent guy. Like, this got real heavy
0: real fast.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense because if you think back with, you know, anime and the reason why certain things are drawn certain ways, the whole wide eye thing is supposed to represent innocence. So the fact that they're in this world and all the other characters... Their eyes are not set up that way, and the way they're drawn isn't necessarily matching the two main characters, is because it's probably they're trying to show that they're, you know, two innocents in this really out there world that's all, you know, dark and stuff like that. So, which explains why it's all set up that way.
2: There's, I mean, it's a it's parallel to the real world, right? I exactly. Mean, we have yeah. Young kids growing up who don't even remember 9 mm-hmm. the, 11, the world did change, and the world that they, these characters live in is clearly a post 9-11 world it's very interesting I was kind of shocked to see like missile attacks in Japan as a plot line a lot pretty... of missile attacks
1: yeah. yeah not only that but a, a mass abduction
2: yeah which
1: 40,000 neats
2: what is that
1: uh, I'm glad you asked it's in my notes. <laughs> neat stands for no education, employment or training. The uh term originally came from uh some sort of British study and I guess it, it was the term neat was used to replace the uh infinitely less sensitive moniker status zero. God. But uh, yeah, the uh Japanese uh latched onto the term as well, having a similar situation going on out there.
2: If you're not status zero, you're neat.
1: <laughs> wow. So apparently also used in South Korea and Taiwan mm. um the the sort of a social issue stigma whatever of NEETs comes up a bit more as the series progresses.
2: Huh. that's interesting um I guess the that's tied to when he has the weird freak out dream sequence
0: uh which one when he's on the bridge
2: so he jumps off the bridge and then he like oh. To- yeah, the so the like, Johnnies partying <laughs> yeah. with all these monsters, and then and with, them, like,
1: yeah, one of them bites him right.
2: Yeah, and then he like yells at him, and then he wakes up on the bridge. That was weird. I, yeah, that, I was like, what the? F-? I, I was like, they just like. <laughs> I I oh my! I was like, what the fuck? And then he was on the. Then when they showed that it was a dream sequence, I was like, okay, well, what does this mean? Like. like Clearly, this represents something. Like mm-hmm. People that he abducted, or, uh, and I'm, I wasn't sure what was going on, but I feel like it'll probably be answered later on. Yeah, it gets there,
1: but um, yeah, I guess that's that's another part of like the whole the thing driving the plot is the uncovering of his memories. These mm-hmm. weird sort of incidences which have con- occurred, the uh, abduction, Careless Monday, and how all the I don't know if it's like a political tournament or something. (laughs) That's how that all factors in, yeah.
2: It's almost like real politics. Like, here, you get money, now change things. If you don't, you die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And
1: if you you don't succeed, you die. If you stop trying, you die.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just like the real political process, you get free money to re- do your campaign, and then you have to actually do something, and then you probably don't do anything.
1: Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's, that's well, funny. yeah, that's that's how the cop ended up.
0: Yeah. Oh well, his wife just stabbed him.
1: Well, no, <laughs> remember he he says a couple of times that he he tried initially.
0: That's true. <laughs> I mean, he was getting desperate. Just like he
1: he's, he's so fucked up and jaded by this point in the story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would watch a whole show about that dude.
1: Yeah. He's been through a
0: lot, it seemed like. <laughs> like a lot. It's just...
2: So when he like his he did he really accidentally text his wife or did like so what I thought happened was he probably texted his his uh, his mistress and then probably like a supporter or somebody like Forwarded it to his wife or something
1: to set up. Yeah, they they never say outright, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened.
2: Mm, Yeah, because I I feel like a dude like that that's just on his phone all the time, and it's like scheming to like steal other people's phones would probably not fuck that up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Not to mention, yeah. At that point, he stated aloud that he spent the last of the money on his phone.
0: Yeah, he's God. He was so desperate. I mean, and then when he finally got the phone, only to find out that he was kind of he couldn't use it. that's just yeah, God, he hit that horn so hard.
2: (laughs) Poor guy.
0: Yeah, I started Uh, to feel bad for him. I mean, at first I did too. I mean, at first I was like, okay, he's following him. This guy's kind of a creep. Oh God, he's he's he's, you know he's beating him up. And then after you figure out like, okay, this is why he's doing this. His life's not going so hot. Uh, I started to feel a little bad for him.
1: Yeah, though he would have let Akira die, so. True yeah. karma. Oh, there was karma there.
2: I like that, though. Yeah. it. Yeah, he
1: was an interesting enough character. I guess. I guess the question I got to ask you guys, since well, we're not in Japan and we don't know enough about their social issues to really fix anything. I came up with a close equivalent to that. Now, what was it ten billion yen amounts to roughly? Let's see. I got it written down here. Twelve million. Uh well I got an exact number which was like uh eight let's see eight hundred million eight hundred thirty seven million three hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Now California is more or less the size of Japan. Now the question I gotta ask you guys is you were given this eight million plus dollars. Do you think you could possibly fix California? <laughs> For eight
2: million dollars?
1: Eight hundred, no, eight hundred million.
2: Oh, okay, eight hundred million. Um, eight
1: hundred thirty-seven million three hundred and eleven thousand.
2: California is really big. Um, I would start where, where I am, which is pretty bad, and that's Oakland. I think I could probably, I might be able to do some some pretty good work in Oakland with that amount of money. Um,
1: you don't have to go into specifics just do you think it's possible
2: yeah. yeah I know um I think I think I would probably like budget for like 400 million to fix Oakland and then end up spending like 5 to 600 million Um, <laughs> um but yeah uh I could, you could do I could probably do a lot in my city with that. Um, I don't know about the whole state but, um mm. Even if I did know where everything needed help, I mean, this is crazy. Like trying to decide what to do and where, um, especially with things like the drought and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. The the prison systems. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky question. It's it's interesting to think about.
0: That's why this whole game that they're you know they're having these people play just seems. Absurd. It's just only, I mean, okay, even though, you know, with Mike's examples, clearly with that amount of money, they could make some sort of change. But if you're going to give that kind of money to the just like some average person, well, okay, I wouldn't say average because apparently in that world, they were chosen, not by choice, but or something like that. But so, I mean, even then, those, you're giving random people money and telling them change. Change the country, or that's like. How do you? Where do you even know where to begin with that? I mean, well,
2: it's. Part of me appreciates the plan because you, when you spread your money around that much money around, mm. to different places, you're giving it. A I can kind of see the logic because you're giving it to people who are just people who just live, um, their lives in this area and they know uh what what problems they see on a daily basis and what problems they have, so you're hopefully gonna get some diversity um like for instance, the doctor he kind of put his efforts into like what I just said into helping his community and the problem that he saw was the elderly, mm. and he pretty much fixed that problem, but he didn't fix the entire country, but he did something good, and he kind of sacrificed himself for that, so... That's
1: why he had no regrets.
2: He fixed it in the
1: (laughs) coolest way possible. Yeah, and I think it's... it's Fucking medical city.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this show plays out, because what what I'm seeing the potential for is that each of these things are kind of a drop in the bucket, and then maybe somebody else comes in and takes all these plans and works them together in some kind of way, or maybe... Because it's hard for me to think that one person could do it all on their own.
0: Yeah, it's the only way this could possibly ever work is if they all came together and worked together to fix the, pro- you know, to fix the, you know, the ultimate problem, which I guess in the show is, you know, Japan. So doing it by themselves, you can only do what that doctor did—just fix small little bits here and there. Yeah, but how the god just seems. It seems so impossible okay it's not impossible but it just seems like you'd have to get them all to work together get them all be on the same page which is just people are so different and when you and some people when you give them money they're not going to you know help other people they yeah. just want to spend it on themselves so it's just I mean, much cost. like the cop, right a, yeah so i don't know it just seems like an impossible task
2: wasn't there like a clause though that if you spend it selfishly you'll just fucking get yeah it. well yeah, yeah it's true yeah,
0: they, they kill you. So, I mean, this seems like more like a really interesting experiment than anything else.
2: Yeah, but it's, yeah, because, I mean, we've already seen kind of the potential for either, I don't know if we're misunderstanding what happened, which we probably are, but on the surface, it's like, oh, you have a doctor who's fixed this giant amount of community, and then you have someone who's abducting people and launching hmm. missiles at
1: yeah,
2: That's what's going on. Because everybody has a different idea of how to fix things. <laughs> right. some people think it's. I mean, for every doctor who's going to fix his city, there's another violent revolutionary who thinks you need to wipe out the entire government.
1: Yeah, we need to get rid of all these useless people.
2: It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's just
1: too many different
0: points of view on how to solve the same problem.
2: Yeah.
0: Ooh, God, that's, just that's <laughs> yeah. like some Battle Royale stuff.
2: So I mean, if I, I guess to answer the question, um, I guess what I would really try to do apart from save my city is try and actually track down the other people who were part of the experiment, assuming that's the, the, what happened in the show is what's happening in this scenario, and try and you know pull or pool resources and money and knowledge to to the things because. The only way you get to the top is with other people, I firmly believe.
0: You're you're a good man, Mike. You're a good
1: man. Now, I guess there's a part two to this question. Hmm. Whether or not you think it's possible, do you think there's anyone who could do it? Not even naming a specific person, do you believe such a person could exist in this world?
2: do what I just said?
1: do more than what you just said actually succeed in fixing in our case the entire state and in their case a country
2: uh, one person um it's I mean if you know your history like I think I do um you know the power of, of single people and powers of groups of people mm. um and they can they can really change a lot um but there's it just comes down to, to finding the right people because I mean I'm, the last couple of years I've been reading a lot about the Cuban revolution and uh, Che and Fidel did some amazing work um, overthrowing a very corrupt uh, terrible oppressive regime in Cuba um, but then once they got into power uh Che didn't know how to be a politician. He didn't know how to run things. Um, most of his his policies failed. I think the only great success he had there before he left to go fight in the Congo was raising the, the, the literacy level, which was great. And then Fidel did some other things. They, they desegregated their country before America did, but if you look at the development of that nation, and a lot of it's due to U.S. intervention, but, uh, or non-intervention, or, you know, embargoes and not trading with them. Uh, but uh, they've Cuba's seen a lot of hard times, and they've treated a lot of people like complete shit since then. So it, it's, it started with two people with, like, such a noble cause, and then it ended up not being the the utopia that they wanted. And that sort of thing happens all the time in history. Uh, if you look at America, um, we pretty much do the same thing. We we broke off from an oppressive regime that was keeping us down, and then we en- enslaved an entire populace for, for 300 years, basically. And that's, <laughs> that's going from, like, 1700 to today. But that's another topic. So you... I don't know if one... One one person can't do do everything because one person doesn't have the shared experiences of of the entire populace. So I guess I, I don't know if my answer is no, but I, it just depends on, on on resources and a lot of different factors. But I, I think one person can't fix the world. They can definitely change it um, and change things for the better. But to create to fix, I mean, you need to like define fix as well.
0: So this is probably a really bad example, but uh, bring it on, Joe. So, so I, I personally think that one person, you know, like Mike was saying, you know, they can do change, but a man named Hitler, he—I mean, he was able to. Make uh. change by uniting <laughs> an entire group like an entire group A of broken group.
1: down and oppressed group yeah. of people.
0: Yes. But I mean that's just an example of
1: showing what one person can do. But he is that kind yeah. of individual. He's yeah. um I guess one of the instances of it where they're dark. Maybe yeah. in here yeah. I mean evil. Depending upon how you want to define it. But he yeah, it. he's on he's on that level. So I mean yeah, he,
2: go ahead. Well he he took advantage of certain Situations, and it really it's a lot like the depression. Uh, it's a lot like any uh, any of these revolutions that I just talked about. Like mm. there were circumstances, and the big thing that he did uh, to unite the easiest way to to unite a group of people is to pit them against a common enemy. Uh, in in Cuba, it was it was Batista and his regime. In in Germany, it was Jews. Um, in America, it was the British. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know the way I feel is. A lot of people have said that the only way that the the entire planet is going to get its shit together is if Independence Day happens for real.
1: You you ruined my joke. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. I was going to let you have this serious discussion of the issue and then say, and that's why America. That's why the country will never be united without aliens. Yeah. I was going to come in with some irreverent humor, and you just. You butchered it with your sophistication and your discussion of the issues. <laughs> Damn you, Michael it
2: just goes. I mean, it's, it's true. It's, you unite people against... People love to hate and they love to gather in their hate. And it's terrible. And we need to overcome that as a species, I think. far <laughs> <Our fine> aliens.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, it's come to that. Oh, God. but But yeah... <laughs> back to back to the point. Uh, yeah, I mean there is there are lots of Once examples every- of, of one person being able to, you know, bring it all together. But it's gonna take even that even if there is one leader who's able to bring everyone together, it's still gonna well, be well, it's still gonna be you're gonna need those people to be working together to help accomplish that goal. That that's not gonna be easy. Yeah. Any way you look at it.
1: Yeah, well I guess that's that'll be the question for the series. Yeah, will our happy-go-lucky protagonist succeed? Talk we'll along. see. Um, anything else you guys wanted to cover in regards to these first episodes?
0: Another thing that I liked about it too. I, this is weird. I like the phones. <laughs> That's a weird. They're thing cool, aren't yeah, they? <laughs> I mean, it's. it's a, I like how they're basically telling the entire story through these phones it seems like like everything all the community even the um which i thought was hilarious that how the after the pills that were given to akira that was his name i think it was yeah yeah Yeah, he took took the pills and then when he uh, when he woke up uh the 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 doctor was narrating everything i thought that was great um he kind of came out of the shadows and they just you know told him like did you really have to do it that way he says yeah i wanted it to be dramatic i thought that was hilarious but um <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah but i mean just i just i like how they're telling the entire like, even when uh, they had that one scene with the doctor and him when he was uh, he was a- Akira was asking him about you know about his memories and did he know anything he was basically the doctor was basically telling him that he didn't necessarily know who he really was but he looked at all the logs of what he had did in his phone because they share the different logs between all the different people. And he was able to figure out, you know, who he was or what he was doing based off of, you know, his transactions and all the stuff he was doing in his phone. And even how they all talk to the phone and requesting things and asking about things. It just, I thought that was a a great tool for actually pushing the story along. I I thought that was really creative. So I enjoyed it a lot. Like it's, it's
2: go ahead, Mike. Oh, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think I said already that I went and saw De- or X Machina today, um, and it's a, a theme that I saw there. They touched on it briefly, and they touched on it briefly in this show, um, and things like uh, uh, Captain America, Winter Sol- Soldier touched on it. A lot of it's a lot of people are realizing, and with this NSA stuff, how easy it is to if someone has access to. Your Facebook feed and your and your search engine history—they um, can tell an extreme amount about you, about who you are as a person and what your tastes are, mm. and not only that, but where you're going to be. Um, and it's it's interesting. It was, it was it was interesting to see that in this in this show. It was like they had they had like a, their little social network of of political hitmen or whatever you want to call this this bunch on yeah. their flip phones
0: yeah i thought that was genius i wonder if they were thinking about the nsa and the whole privacy issues when they were making that up because i mean obviously they were thinking about a whole bunch of other political stuff i mean with the whole mention of 9-11 and you know connecting everything god there was just they touched on so much stuff in this show probably <laughs> kind
2: of crazy it's a world with such technology in it yeah
0: <laughs> so so i mean lionel I mean, I, I know I like the the phone stuff. Was there anything in particular you really enjoyed about the show?
2: Well,
1: well, the, I was gonna uh, touch on the phones briefly. It's oh, like yeah. this anime has no sor- shortage shortage of cool or, I guess, interesting plot elements. That's kind of really what at least brought me to the party. Hmm. And the phones really interesting. Like it's it's got the crazy reach and appeal, but with obvious limitations to it and. Yeah, like it seems like that, that phone, you could do an entire series based on the use of that thing alone. I'm not trying to put into words, I just find it really cool. But like, I guess the show overall, outside of that element, both that element and the use of it to touch on social issues and that, is what's really surprising, it's just how much I like the two main characters. They're both just like like pleasantly charming characters to sort of... Uh, Follow and be around. Akira, in particular, is kind of nice as a main character. And I just, I just want to hang out with them. It just seems
0: like yeah,
2: fun to hang out with. <laughs> they're, just, they're just adorable. Yeah. Probably about to get naked.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was Johnson. That
1: was his weird. Johnny
0: Johnny? That's what it was. It's Johnny. <laughs> that was uh, that was strange.
1: By the way abuse of police authority. Yeah, that was... I'm gonna need to see her, Johnny.
0: That's...
2: Oh, yeah, what the fuck? That scene was... <laughs> Shit, that's how we do it in America. Yeah, I
0: and mean, then I mean, she said, just carry on, carry on. After that, Yeah, yeah,
1: she seemed, she seemed to enjoy the view.
0: She got what she needed.
1: <laughs> God,
0: yeah. police. Oh, that was strange.
1: Yeah, apparently Akira's wang is black woman approved. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was um, that was interesting. How how about you, uh, Mike? What did you like anything in particular?
2: Uh, well, I mean, I liked a lot. All this stuff that you know was floating in my head that I just said. Um, I, I liked it was felt different. Um, for an anime, I've never seen anything touch on uh, you know very U.S. politics. Yeah. Through the eyes of... uh, Through foreign eyes. It's really interesting, because we live here, and we know all the shit that's changed. We all... We probably all remember where we were when the towers fell, and we came out into a a new era after that happened. Um, But we... I guess sometimes we don't think about how it, it affected in periphery parts of the world with regards to that event. It's it's nice to see a new perspective on this.
1: Yeah, and it was especially refreshing for me with, I guess, the sheer number of animes I've seen. Uh, Far too often, whenever the U.S. gets brought up, especially in regards to the country as a whole, it's as a negative, it's... Japan is the enemy or you remember not Japan, America is the enemy or you remember what they did to us and so I'm gonna uh, show you guys some stuff that gets outright racist (laughs) in the uh, maybe near or distant future
2: oh yeah, that episode of Champ Blue kind of pissed me off uh, when I saw it the first time uh, which one? one? baseball? yeah, the baseball one yeah, um I think rewatching it again less so, but at the time I was like, "This is really anti-American and and jingoistic." <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's fine. It, I think I watched it again, and it was just fun. Mm-hmm. So
0: one other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about was the meaning of Careless Monday. That uh, so if I get it if I get it right, because I was you know I was doing the, watching the sub. So basically, I guess when the missiles came down, and it was just because they were apologi- He was apologizing. Who was it? I can't remember. Exactly um, who it was. He was prime
1: asked for the prime minister. Prime minister. he was asked That's to comment I mean. on the thing, and the only thing he said was, "I was careless." I was
0: careless. That, and so every Monday it was every Monday they call it Careless Monday. Is that
1: no that specific oh, that Okay, uh, sort of okay. like how we call nine eleven. Gotcha. 9-11. All right. So that was yeah. there.
0: So that was there nine eleven. Pretty much. Is that. Kind of Sort
1: of, they didn't have any fatalities. That's true. Which they kept
0: reiterating over and over again that no one was actually killed during that incident. Oh, yeah,
1: it's important.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> it's just it just it just seemed kind of uh, just kind of no one died. There were some huge craters there.
1: Oh yeah, I,
2: I really liked that because they they said it and then they explained it, and I was like, that seems like some real world shit. Yeah, just and we name things based off just like. Little things politicians say, you know? Or just buzzwords, which mm-hmm. I hate buzzwords, but it's <laughs> interesting.
0: Okay, Monday. That's going to stick with me for some reason. I don't
2: know why. Like a album. Yeah, as, yeah. A, as it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah,
0: the day to remember. Was Monday. It,
1: yeah, um, uh, I'd like the audience to know and this gives me hopes for the future of this podcast but I only asked my co-host to watch episodes 1 through 3 and either through confusion or an actual like for the show they wouldn't watch the 4th one too oh I, I,
2: oh I thought I heard 4
1: <laughs> every yeah. time I told you guys I said 1 through 3
2: <laughs> uh, Well, well see, right? I forgot and then Joe like, was like uh, just to be clear we're doing 1 through 4 right in the NG chat today and I looked and I was like yeah and then I forgot when I sat down to watch it. And I actually tried to call you Jump Kills but you didn't answer.
1: Oh, yeah, and I was watching I was the
2: baby. Well I was I wasn't gonna watch four and then I went back to the chat and I read what Joe said, so I just watched it.
0: So it's kind of a good thing that we did because that's they get the dump of you know, of all the doctor explained everything that episode. So if yeah. you <laughs> didn't watch it still have a lot of you know
1: well it would have been more of a mystery to you guys yeah because (laughs) at that point because they kind of
0: dumped everything so like a a lot of times what i'm used to with anime is that maybe it's because it's with the longer series uh shows like not just 10 usually around like 12 or 25 or 45 or whatever where they'll just you know they'll give you little snippets of you know of what's happening in the show and they'll kind of spread that way out till maybe the last couple episodes. Yeah. Where they finally explain something. I, I actually kind of appreciated that they just did a, a dump in the, you know, of all the info, of what's happening, um, not revealing who he is, but giving you filling in lots of holes, like really early in the show, instead of just kind of, you know, adding more and more and more mysteries until it finally explaining it in the last five minutes of the last episode.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing I appreciate about not only shorter shows, but I guess the uh, OVAs I uh, cut my teeth on in regards to anime back in the day. The smaller time frame gives you, uh, you you know, you get a lot more a lot quicker. It's like too many of these shows with the uh, 26-episode-per-season format. You get a lot of uh, story elements that feel really dragged out and, you know, extended due to, like, contrivances or weird uh, i wouldn't call them happy coincidences but whatever that keep things from being revealed and yeah the short episode frame they're, they're forced to like push a lot in there but they do so pretty well uh, and yeah. i, I kind of wish more shows would do that you know um, mess with the i guess different episode counts or at the very least use the 13 episode count more often yeah
0: i mean i don't get me wrong i like the sense of mystery i like you know having to try to Piece it together and figure it out, but after a while, it's just
1: like, "Come on now!" But yeah, it's gotta be—it's gotta be paced right. And I think the only, I guess at least in regards to the anime, the only instance of a mystery being paced really well over a long period of time was this uh, series called Monster, which mm-hmm. I think is forty-three episodes, maybe more. Maybe it's in the fifty-two count, mm-hmm. but it's—it's an amazing show.
2: It- yeah, Joe, you I never really thought about it, but when you brought up that, you know, dragging out the mystery until like the last two episodes, uh I Bebop kinda did that. Except they never explained the whole mm. mystery, which is just like a was... backstory, but you can piece it together if you're you're paying attention. Yeah, Bebop's not plot driven though. Um it has an overarching history to it that you want to know more about.
1: Yeah, you want to know more about it, but that's not really what's sort of driving the thing. You're not going from episode to episode like, okay, what's what what happened with Spike? Why is he talking about being dead all the time? I mean, you're interested when it comes up, but you're also just having fun watching him Yeah, know, bust out the Jeet Kune Do and chase crazy children and animals and
2: Women I mean, with I attitudes. When I think of my favorite episodes, there are every single episode where We're Vicious shows up. But, oh, for sure. But it's the same type of thing where they they don't really reveal it until the end is when you kind of get most of the information. But
1: yeah, but like on the episodes where Vicious isn't there, you're
2: not like gritting your teeth, yeah, wondering
1: when they're gonna get to it.
2: Yeah, my point is, I mean, I kind of was, but my point is that it's. <laughs> it's uh I not know I forgot <laughs>
0: yeah i, I get Sorry. what you're, I get, no I get what you're saying no uh yeah it, it's it's really se- seeming like it with in that particular case, it's not something that you really cared too much about the story was there, but it's not so, in the background, but it's not something you were super focused on that's
2: what it's sounding like anyway, but yeah well, most of the show doesn't does with it, Hmm. Doesn't about him Now, but it's about a, a haunted person and how he tries to live his life, and then, and then at the end we kind of learn learn more, but it's it's never revealed, which I which I liked that they never totally explained it.
0: Well, that means they uh, that means they did it right, then because sometimes yeah you, they, get they know of... how
1: to utilize that air of mystery. Yeah, Even I'll... though I would totes
2: watch a prequel.
0: I mean, there are some animes where you where I know... Even metal idol that has a consistent story throughout ever, all the episodes, and it's it's something where you have to pay attention. Or yeah, like if, you, if you don't, that's I mean, and they they kind of reveal every piece, everything kind of together near the end. Uh, but you, that's something you super have to pay attention to. Now, like Neo Genesis, even even Evangelion, Evangelion, yeah, Evangelion. Well,
1: yeah, some people say Evangelion, some yeah. people say. It doesn't matter. Say what you want. It's your America. Angelian, but I've never watched it. Yeah. So
0: with that anime, you will in a minute. (laughs) With with that anime, you have. I mean, if you choose to follow that fucked up, whacked out story, then you just have to really pay attention to like all the characters and piece everything together. But if it's just too much for you, which for a lot of people it can be, then you know, just watch the robots fight. (laughs) but but, but, I mean there's a story there but it's so do the robots kiss actually no no. Joe Joe save it for the episode Uh... (laughs) now Uh... kiss (laughs) kiss the angel but not the angel you think (laughs) yeah god those characters are so messed up anyway that's that is for another episode (laughs) except the penguin the penguin's a drunk He is the best penguin ever Again, Joe, save it for the episode. All right.
2: All right. I'm intrigued.
0: Yes. Misoto. (laughs) Misoto.
1: Stop, stop. (laughs) My waifu. (laughs) Misoto. Misoto drink with drunk Penguin. All right. Enough. Okay. All right. I think uh, we've covered all we're going to cover for today, but it sounds like my co-hosts would be willing to revisit this. On yeah. the rest of this show at some well, point in the future. Maybe yeah. even our first theme month.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that it was only 10 episodes, because after we watched it, I was kind of... I had mixed feelings at the end. I was like... I bet... I was like, this is cool and I'd like to see where it goes, but I bet it's like 27 episodes, and I don't have time for that. But... It's pretty short. I definitely definitely will watch it for, for this. I'm, I'm super down. Yeah, yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, I... I am definitely going to finish watching the series and probably watch the movie too.
1: Oh, there's two movies. Oh, there we go. As well as a compilation film, though they didn't license that one in the states, so it's. I'll find subtly. it. I'll find it. Oh, it's not too hard to find. Interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll if we uh, get to cover the movies, I'll have some opinions about that first one. Yeah. yeah. I like but it. That's something. That's that's something for you to look forward to, dear viewer. Dear viewer. Speaking of you, did you like what we said, or did did we sound like total idiots? Joe has promised me a comment section, and I invite you all to use it, because you're part of the connection. Um, Yeah, this is the old Taku connection. It's not just me, Joe, and Mike. It's everybody.
2: Everybody. We're opening up this three-way. Everybody party. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're getting down and dirty, orgy style. Uh, okay. Anyone and everyone's invited. Yes. Yeah. Any hole you want. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe not the kids. Yeah, I should have maybe uh, warned you guys ahead of time. We can get a bit raunchy. Yeah, down and dirty. Misoto. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, no, 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 no. My wife, who is off limits, Joe. Asuka <laughs>
2: That
1: sh- sh- shut up about Oscar. Sinjiku <laughs> Oh Jesus. Oscar
2: <Also> from Tekken. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's two characters named Asuka I can't stand.
2: (laughs) I had no idea. No,
1: no, shut up to both of you. (laughs) Asuka. No, they're not invited. Everyone but those two. Shinjuku. Alright. Alright, any any, uh, closing words from either one of you motherfuckers?
0: Oh my, sir. I... I love this. I like this anime. It is It was very refreshing, completely different from honestly any anime that I've seen. It, they really talked about a lot of different topics I would not ever have thought an anime to talk about. So that really surprised me in a good way. So I'm actually very excited to finish the the anime. So thank you, Lionel. Thank you for exposing this to me.
1: You are very welcome, Joe Face. And what about you, Pangelina?
2: Yeah, Jumbo Kills, thanks for exposing you to me.
1: <laughs> oh, if you people can only see what the kind of things we did when we lived together.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was hot.
1: It was wrong. <laughs> it was raw.
2: Yeah. But uh yeah, it's a good show. Um, I I dig it. It's uh the things that bothered me were very minimal and not even barely worth talking about, so I enjoyed it. It was something different. And I I had known for a long time that there's lots of different crazy manga and anime about all sorts of wild, weird shit. Um, And this is a pleasant surprise to see, to find something that was interesting to me and very different than anything else I've seen. Um, Yeah. Yep
1: that's That's it's, kind of what we're gonna be about. We will attempt to seek out you know such unique and interesting shows, or maybe just fun shows that are not all that different and maybe, maybe you can do the same for us, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. maybe maybe
2: human oddities what? <laughs>
1: Well, that was our first episode god I hope it didn't suck you can tell us if it sucked right anyway special thanks to the creator of our opening closing theme Symphonic Highway if you liked it check him out at Submorphine at SoundCloud that is S-U-B hyphen M-O-R-P-H-I-N-E at SoundCloud you know just type his name into the search and All that good stuff. Or her. I haven't met him in person. Special thanks should also go to the creator of our promo theme, Anime Raku. If you like that, check out not only the artist, but their current project, Project Stick. The artist can be found at facebook.com slash that's S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N and Project Stick can be found at facebook.com slash Project Stick I mentioned a the promo theme now what could this promo theme pertain to exactly and you may find out sooner rather than later anyway that's all I got have a good night folks a bit more positive it's the most
0: 80s thing ever (laughs) like like a demon or something who's leather who's
1: leather apparently this is one of sonata's things next time things get a little interesting i guess you could call it our origin story what's your anime part one of two riding Bean.